Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host Connor and today we're taking another dive into our colour theory series with an in-depth look at the colour yellow in the Digimon card game. We have a great guest lined up and a really awesome discussion. I'm looking forward to all of you hearing it today. But first, just a couple of announcements. Firstly, a reminder that our anniversary tournament is coming up. This is our free webcam tournament to celebrate one year of the Memory Gauge podcast. So if you're not already signed up, it is free to enter. So please make sure you follow the link in the show notes and get signed up so you can be give yourself the best chance to win one of the three awesome custom memory gauge playmats that we will be giving away to the top three places. They're really awesome. They have that Dr. Dark Tyranimon design. You're not going to be able to get this playmat anywhere else. So make sure that you're signed up for our anniversary tournament, which will be happening for my Oceania people, October 23rd. That's a Saturday. Or for my people in other time zones, EST, that will be October 22nd. Link in the show notes. Make sure that you're signed up. And finally, it is coming up on that time again with the upcoming pending release of the new set, BT6 Double Diamond. We are, of course, going to be getting back on twitch.tv slash EFMG and opening up a booster box of BT6 live on stream. These are always a good time. We get to talk about some really awesome... We get to talk about the new set. We get to talk everything Digimon. And, of course, I like to do giveaways every live stream so one lucky viewer will get to take home the contents of one of the booster packs that we open live on stream randomly chosen so it could be anything it could be the secret rare it could be alternate art it could be anything and of course we will also be giving away some other cool stuff that is yet to be finalized but there will be a couple of giveaways obviously my favorite is that booster pack because I think that could just be anything and that's really exciting. You get to take home kind of a piece of memory gauge history, but I like to make sure that there's some other cool stuff as well. But the only way to be in the running to get that is to make sure that you're watching the live stream. That will be t- on twitch.tv slash Connor EFMG on for my EST people. That will be Friday, October 15th, 7 p.m. For my Oceania people, that will be Saturday, October 16th, starting at 9 a.m. Again, that will be at twitch.tv slash Connor EFMG. Hope to see you all there. And now for our main topic this week, we are again having a color theory episode. This is our series where we take a deep look at each of the colors in the Digimon card game. And of course, that is a big undertaking. So each week we like to invite on a sort of guest presenter, if you will, to help us out and to help us talk about all these colors in really um, some fantastic depth. So this week we are joined by Corey. So thank you for coming on, Corey. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> My absolute pleasure. So for the um for the listeners who may not know who you are, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown about your involvement with Digimon, the Digimon card game, anything you might make or do? Ah, yes, of course. Okay, so um, my name is Corey Place. I have a YouTube channel called Corey Place, which started out as more of a video game type of channel. And then earlier this year, it evolved into a more of an analytical channel. Um, at some point, I started playing Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, and that's why the content in my channel immediately got focused more into Digimon. And uh, since late last year, I've been very enamored by the uh, Digimon TCG. So I've been collecting the cards and I've been playing the games uh, using a webcam with a handful of friends. And uh, I've just been in love with this incredible TCG ever since. Um, For my channel, I haven't done too many TCG content just yet. I've done a few um, product opening videos and um, I, I even did a, a deck profile video once. Um, 
Connor, are you familiar with the DigiTuber based Digimon? Uh, no, I don't think I've heard of them. Okay, okay. So we're going to give him a shout out in this uh, in this podcast as well, because he is one of the more prolific um, up and coming DigiTubers in, in the YouTube scene right now. And basically, I made a deck profile based on the aesthetics of his channel. And I kind of want to do more stuff like that in the future as well. And also, I am scheming to involve even more TCG content in my channel in the future. So I got some really nice things to look forward to. And I hope that uh, listeners and viewers are going to look forward to that as well. Oh, I'm sure they will. And of course, we'll have links to all of that stuff in the show notes. So really go make sure to check all of that out. Uh, what I really love about this series, apart from the fact that we get to talk really in depth about this game, which obviously I really enjoy, uh, just getting to bring so many different people on and get so many different perspectives on our game. So like talking to you, who you might, you were a fan of Digimon before coming to the card game, right? Like you mm. were involved with Digimon for a bit and then the card game came up. If yes, I'm understanding indeed. that right. Yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah, awesome. Which is always interesting for me to talk to um, people who came at it from that direction because I like Digimon. Like, you know, I was a kid in the 90s. I watched Digimon, but I wouldn't have considered myself really an involved Digimon fan. It was more, I came at it more from, I love card games. This new card game came out. uh, Yes, yeah. So I came at it from that direction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only from that that I've like, oh, well, I should probably know what all the Digimon are and maybe <laughs> watch a bit of the show just so I know what the heck's going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. But of course, we're here today, uh, not just to talk about Digimon, although I'm sure we could do that for quite a long time, <laughs> but specifically to talk about the card game. And even yes. more specifically, we're talking about Yellow today. So I wanted to ask you, um, when if people are thinking about maybe playing Yellow in their decks or if they're thinking about picking it up what is it that draws people to the color yellow in the digimon card game do you think um okay so when it comes to the yellow color for digimon tcg um the things that come to mind in terms of uh, the thematics and the aesthetics of yellow are um holy beings so if you've played um like card games like magic or even Yu-Gi-Oh, like think of the light element right so holy beings and holy figures that's sort of like the main aesthetics of yellow most of the time you have like cards like war Greymon, and in a future set you have a really menacing looking yellow card called uh, skull mammoth mon so that's <laughs> that's an undead uh digimon but like for the most part we are talking about like um holy type of figures we're talking about archangels and holy knights holy warriors holy beasts um that kind of aesthetic so um if you're really into sort of like uh that kind of heroic type of uh aesthetic then yellow is has plenty of that and uh it would i would imagine that would be a really attractive color for people who like that sort of style yeah definitely the um those digimon like angemon angemon they definitely seem mm-hmm. to be fairly popular with a lot of the fan base extremely so. yes yeah so if you're looking to play with those um cards that kind of line those digimon that would be where you go and in terms of tamers i think you've got tk and uh oh god i always TK forget and, and hikari yeah hikari yeah, okay. or kari. <laughs> yeah um those two are like the poster children of of yellow tamers and um they are also fan favorite characters of the franchise as well so definitely watch out for them and i definitely will be talking about those uh characters later on in the podcast as well Ooh, I love it. A bit of a sneak preview. <laughs> uh, so we've talked a bit about the aesthetics, and that is a big reason that people might choose to play their favorite color. But if you're more gameplay-minded, in terms of mm. the actual mechanics that we find in Yellow, what kinds of things does Yellow want to do in a game? Uh, okay, so where do you <laughs> even begin? Because Yellow has a very... Um, storied history with its mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it really does. Okay, so in the beginning of uh, the TCG, there was red, blue, and yellow. Um, Yellow came out with three mechanics that I can think of right up, 
right off the top of my head. I think the biggest one that it did better than any other color was uh, Recovery Plus X. So what that means is that um, there are a lot of cards in yellow that has the keyword of recovery. And what that means is that once you've um, played this card or you've met specific conditions, such as a Digivolution or something, then you get to recover your security stack by whatever number the the card allows you to do, usually from your deck. Um, there are a few cards like Cherubimon, for example, that allows you to recover using uh, cards from your from your trash rather than your deck. So that is mm-hmm. really unique. But yeah, recovery would be one of the main things that Yellow started off with. The other main things, I'll start with a smaller one, is security attack minus. So that is an effect that is basically a debuff to to the opponent's Digimon. You target an opponent's Digimon and you say that Digimon has security attack minus two or minus three or whatever. And then basically if on the opponent's next turn, if they declare an attack with that Digimon, they can't touch your security because they don't have enough security checks um, for them to be able to do that with. And then the other thing, which is probably, I would say, the biggest thing that Yellow has going on for itself right now is uh, DP minus. So um, what that means is that unlike red and the other colors where they try to increase the DP of their Digimon, Yellow has this, like... It has the audacity to just say, <laughs> no, no, you are not increasing your DP. We're going to make you weaker. You like That's kind of Yellow's main way of either weakening the opponent Digimon so that it's easier to swing over them, or you can just straight up eliminate a Digimon from the battlefield by depleting their DP all the way down to zero. And those are some of the biggest mechanics that Yellow is playing around with um, even, even now, so... Yeah, kind of a feels like it should be a very defensive color when you list the mechanics like that. You're getting your yes. sort of security, which is kind of your life or health. You're getting that mm-hmm. back. You're mm-hmm. stopping your opponent from being able to damage you. And with the security attack minus, also worth noting that if your if your Digimon has been affected by security attack minus to the point where it is at sort of zero or I guess under zero checks, not mm-hmm. only can it not damage it security but also it can't attack for the win even if your opponent has no security if your digimon can't perform at least one security check it can't win when it attacks so that can also it's also another thing to watch out for that yellow can kind of stop those winning attacks that's right yellow yeah so with that in mind yellow did start off as one of the most defensive Mm. uh colors at the time, but I think you and I both know that yellow has since <laughs> evolved to become something a lot more than that recently, oh, yeah. especially. So it's probably seen as one of, if not the quote unquote best color, at least at the time of Battle of Omni. You've got the, we'll talk mm. about it later, obviously, all the decks that you can do with that, but it's definitely, it feels like it can just kind of do a bit of everything. And even sometimes yes. can do those things better than maybe a lot of the other colors. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yellow for you. That's, that uh, they, that they DP. Got, yeah, they got the power of God and anime on their side. So. <laughs> that uh, that DP reduction can be secretly very nasty because uh-huh. due to a, a quirk with the way that the game's um, rules work, when you reduce something's DP to zero, um, it gets deleted. But it's deleted because of like a game mechanic rather than the effect of the card that's reducing the dp so you've got things like your um, bt5 omnimon that lets you stop it from being deleted uh doesn't work when its dp is reduced to zero because that's just mm-hmm. the game saying this can't exist anymore so it can't get yeah it. yeah that's right if digimon has zero dp it's not allowed to mm-hmm. exist in the battlefield so there are it bypasses some of those defensive effects that mm-hmm. would otherwise stop you from from getting removed, but yellow says, not nah, just kidding. <laughs> You're out. Goodbye. You're out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess we've kind of touched on what yellow's strengths are, but is, is there anything else we need to talk about when we talk about what are the strengths of the color, especially right now? Mm, well, 
I just, um, I think that they're the the yellow mechanics overall um, are easier to meld in a single deck uh, when compared to to other colors. Um, for example, like in black, it's really hard to do a blocker based um, deck when you're trying to do a Diaboramon deck. Like you can't really <laughs> you can't really meld those things together. Whereas in yellow, it's a little bit easier to meld certain mechanics together. Like um, with Lord Nightmon, you you can have recovery mechanics and security attack minus mechanics and DP minus mechanics. All in the same deck, and um, with yellow, it's it's easier to combine those kind of things. Um, and people are super creative, and they can think of ways to create yellow decks that I can only dream of. So, <laughs> yeah, so that would be one other take on what are yellow strengths. But um, no color is without fault, even though sometimes looking at what yellow can do, you might feel like, oh man, what what am I, what can I even do to get past this? But it does have some weaknesses, and if mm-hmm. you can run us through some of those weaknesses of the color. Uh, yeah, what is it not as good at? Yeah. Right, right. Um, so the thing about yellow is that, um, especially now, more so than it was when it first started, is that it likes to, it likes to have the player be more technical than, than the other colors sometimes, in a sense that you have to be really watching how many cards are left in your security stack. Because if you're going to be building a yellow deck, a lot of them now demands that you have around three cards left on your security stack. And anything more or less than that can change um, your strategies. Um, so basically, um, if you're not careful and you leave way too much memory on your opponent's side, um, they can take advantage of that and just get rid of three security stacks um, away from you if you weren't careful if you weren't careful with managing your your security. Um, luckily yellow has a lot of things to sort of help you out with that, but at the same time, like the other thing that I feel yellow is a little bit um, weak on is its speed sometimes in that it feels like a lot of the time you are playing some really high cost cards uh, directly into the field and and it feels pretty slow sometimes. Um, Once it gets going, it gets really, really hard for the opponent to catch up. But um, sometimes when you try to set up a strategy, um, it feels really slow in the beginning, especially. And um, the opponent can capitalize on that and can just stop you from whatever scheme you're trying to hatch. So yeah that would be not my thing and the other thing i guess is that um aside from a handful of cards yellow doesn't actually have too many ways to increase their digimon's natural dp like you have you have cards like lord nightmon and shine greymon but if you're going to try and use other types of yellow decks uh you you're not going to have too many ways of increasing your Digimon's DP. So there, there's a propensity for, for yellow Digimon to not be able to survive when they're swinging at security sometimes. So Yeah, yellow Digimon do tend to be a bit weaker in terms of DP than their mm-hmm. um, counterparts in other colors. Yeah. I found, which can be, can be relevant. Not always, but it can be, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Something you've got to watch out for. And as to the security thing, yeah, it's kind of a double-edged sword with a lot of those yellow effects because as you said a lot of yellow effects do want you to be at three security or fewer like a lot of the more powerful effects mm-hmm. like the pulsemon promo and a few other things really want you to have few security <sighs> so oh, <Pulsemon. laughs> oh yeah oh gosh so oh, you kind um, of <laughs> so just something for me to add i'm so sorry for cutting you off here right? but like it's it. not necessarily like a mechanical weakness but more so like a downside of deciding to <laughs> of deciding to be a more dedicated yellow player is that you might have to very heavily consider 
looking into some unreasonably expensive cards for <laughs> for for a competent yellow deck. Like um, a lot of the best yellow decks right now, and this will be relevant in future variations of yellow decks, are cards such as Promo Pulsemon and um, the Secret Rare Lusamon, and those are not kind to your finances so y'all be better be careful if you decide to (laughs) if you decide to be a more serious yellow player so that's another thing you've got those cards that not only are they um fairly rare in and of themselves like the pulse one is a promo the looser one is a secret rare so already hard to find and then on top of that they're actually like good in the competitive decks makes it just Mm. yeah can be really expensive to build sort of that top end kind of yellow thing which is a bit of a downside yes yeah you can definitely pull off uh, a very powerful budget type of yellow deck but um more often than not like in the competitive scene like the deck profiles that i've that i've that i've looked into for yellow they they usually involve some kind of like a couple of copies of pulsemon or or lusamon and that makes me want to cry so (laughs) (laughs) It's like, ah, I wish I had more of these. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I guess we've kind of touched on our next topic already a little bit. Um, But I wanted to get an idea of, for our listeners, what are some of the staple cards that you'll find in yellow? When I say a staple card, I mean those cards that kind of go in every deck, the ones that you have to sort of, you've got to make a conscious choice not to put it in because they just work Mm. everywhere. Okay. Um, Ever since... Uh, geez, I forgot if this Digitama came out in 1.5 or in Great Legends, but um, the Upamon, the yellow Upamon, is a particularly um, common digi egg for, mm. for most yellow decks because what it does is that it allows you to draw a card if you're attacking and you have less, uh, if you have three or less security cards in your in your security stack. And that is one of yellow's best way of... Um, having a draw engine that allows it to keep up with the likes of say blue cards, uh, blue decks, I should say. Um, so that I feel is such an important Digitama that most decks will, will like to have them. Um, some decks are going to want to have um, Pikmon instead, the, the little tower of, cute stars and uh that that's more of a lord nightmon type of archetype but um unless you're specifically doing that um most of the time you want to do um an upamon uh set of uh, four um other cards that can be considered as really uh common staples for for decks would be the starter deck angel Woman, and also the uh 1.5 Angel Amon from BT3. Um, that's the one where you have a Digivolution effect of security attack minus two on your opponent's Digimon. And it also has this incredibly valuable um, inherited effect of allowing you to play a rookie um, from your hand for free if you have less than three security cards left on your on your uh, stack. And um, both Angel Woman, you know, like you might as well have them. She's she's a waifu and everybody loves her <laughs> and and she's got such amazing effects. The one from the starter deck allows you to heal up your your uh, security stack as well, so that's really really cool. Um and uh, I think the starter deck Patamon as well is also yeah, a really common one because you're going to be doing a lot of DP minusing. And what I like about that is that you don't necessarily have to have that underneath your big, tall, um, level six yellow monster. That can be underneath your 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 blocker as well because the effect of it, which is once per turn, gain a memory if you delete a Digimon by depleting its dp that can that can activate without having to attack so you can you can put that underneath your blocker underneath anything that can just be on the field and then you can gain some memory back uh in that way so those are some of the standout cards that um i'd like to think um also there's pulsemon and lusamon be prepared to uh break the bank a little bit for that but um <laughs> there are some some other really nice options that 
you don't have to uh, resort to paying a lot of money for, such as the Bushi Agumon, for example. If you synergize that with uh, the Angel Man that we talked about like two seconds ago, then you can call up a Bushi Agumon into the battlefield and then it can swing immediately because of the rush effect. And um, yeah, uh, also Rise Greymon, I think. Yeah, because that's another good way of um, bringing out your tamers into the battlefield without having to pay extra memory for, for their cost. And I find that a lot of the time, yellow decks like to play with their tamers for sure. Yeah, even outside of those dedicated sort of tamer decks that you do see, like the uh, the Shine mm-hmm. Greymon and uh, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, you do still, yeah, I find that Yellow, as you say, does like to have a few tamers mm-hmm. on the go. And it does have some pretty good ones as well. I would say that that TK... Yeah, uh, TK is... Yeah. One, yeah, the four-cost memory-fixing TK, he's basically a staple on mm-hmm. literally every yellow deck ever I've ever seen. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely get two or three of those. Three at the very least, hopefully. <laughs> definitely. I mean, the the combination of, you know, it fixes your memory, which is always really nice, and then you get to look at your security stack, pick out any card that you want, and add it to your hand. So it's draw mm-hmm. the best card out of a selection of five, and then... You, if it's yellow, you recover, so you're not even losing your security. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes yeah. even just the knowledge of knowing what's in your security can really help you kind of... Yeah, it gives you a strategic it. advantage um, in that way for sure. Mm-hmm. And and as, and as a yellow player, you'll find that um, the benefit of having TK will come up way more often than you think because being able to... like. When you, when you get bricked, for example, and you're just missing that one champion or one rookie, then you just, then just place out that TK and then look into your security stack and grab exactly the Digimon that you absolutely needed at that time. And that has saved me so many times in my games and, um, it's, it's going to be super useful. So yeah, definitely I'd say TK is arguably the most important, (laughs) um, yellow card ever so and then i guess one more card i wanted to bring up before we move on that um i think is kind of falling out of favor especially as we start to get like the memory boost stuff in the next set mm-hmm. but blinding ray as an option yes card. yeah there is that absolutely um now blinding ray is kind of yellow's equivalent of like hammer spark or jack raid um but what this card demands out of you is that you um, trash, or not trash, or was it like you, uh, you take trash a, the top card? You have of your to security. trash, yeah, yeah. Yes, you do have to trash the top card of your security stack, but you gain memory in exchange, and that comes in so clutch. And people are willing to put that in their decks, even though it can definitely whiff sometimes. <laughs> the worst thing that can happen is that. Um, your opponent does a security check and blinding blinding ray is in your security and then oh, it does yeah. nothing because it doesn't have the security effect. So that's tragic, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the risks are worth it, you guys. <laughs> Definitely. It helps you because it's trashing. That trash can actually be important, trashing the top card of your security stack because as we said, mm. a lot of yellow cards want you to get down to three and sometimes your opponent will know that and so they won't want to attack you necessarily they'll try to keep you at sort of five or four until they're ready to go in so with mm-hmm. the blinding ray sometimes you like the memory is always nice you're never going to not want two extra memory but sometimes mm-hmm. you're just playing it just be like i need to be down to three to start using some of my effects but my opponent yeah. is not attacking me let's just get the top card out of here get a bit of extra memory and we can start doing what we're meant to yeah do. for sure for sure and like and to a lesser extent you can even you can even um use uh the lopmon's on play ability mm-hmm. as well that allows you to uh just grab the top card of your security and put that into your hand and yes it reduces your security count but it also brings you closer to those three or less cards type of effects that you really want to play around with so that that's another one of those cards i wouldn't say it's necessarily a staple but like is is definitely a really good tech option for mm. for certain strategical um intentions that you might have so definitely 
So we've talked a bit about the kind of cards that you probably will want to be including in your yellow decks if you're deciding after listening to this that you need to go out and build one. Um, but also, every time we do this, I'd like to go over the kind of the level ratios, the card type ratios that mm. your standard yellow deck might use. Because I found talking about the different colours that it actually does differ a bit between the different colours, what sort of how many tamers you want to play versus options like purple is tends to be a bit more option heavy. Green is obviously a lot more Digimon heavy. So when we're talking about yellow, what is the standard sort of card breakdown in a yellow deck kind of look, do you think? Um, I'd say that yellow has um, more of a a balanced kind of ratio Mm. when compared to the other colors, just because um, it's easy to build a a satisfying... um, ratio of say like 40 or 42 digimon and then you can fill the rest of that with either tamers and options probably mostly tamers though um so i would say like the standard 14 rookies um 11 or 12 champions uh eight or nine uh ultimates and um at minimum six uh, mega level Digimon, your level sixes. And the kind of the sad thing about yellow right now is that it currently has only one level seven that it can work with, but it's, it's pretty good. But also like most of the time yellow decks want to rely more so on the abilities of their level six Digimon. So you, you might not have, you might necessarily need to to make room for a level seven Digimon such as Chaosmon Valder Arm. So um you you end up usually relying on the abilities of your of your level sixes. So six copies of a level six or or possibly seven. Possibly eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're not intending to go into a level seven, you've decided you don't need that uh kind of mm. removal effect on the Valder Arm. Um, you can make a bit more space for your level sixes. You probably don't want to mm-hmm. go too, too much. Honestly, them, but... <laughs> honestly, now that I'm actually talking about it, like you might as well use the extra room for even more tamers. <laughs> <laughs> like I like, I like the idea of having four TKs in my deck a lot of the time, because that gives yeah. me four chances to look into my security. You know what I mean? Like I have so much control over my security that, I'm basically treating it as a second hand at that point. And I, and I love that when, when it comes to uh, playing around with yellow. Yeah. So a few more tamers than you might otherwise play in other decks. Obviously the TK is really good. Uh, depending on the deck, you might want to include something mm-hmm. else. You've got the Kari that um, at the start of your turn, if you have three or fewer security cards, you gain a memory that can mm-hmm. be really nice. If your deck is designed to sort of, stick it around three or fewer just that extra memory at the start of your turn can be really good i i love i love having tk and kari together they just give you so (laughs) much memory mid to late game and you just want as much advantage as you can towards the end of the game as much as possible so having those two together gives you such a good edge over your opponent a lot of the time All right, so the last thing we need to talk about, we've kind of touched on it already, but for those who might not know, if you're looking to build a strong (laughs) yellow deck at the moment, and at the moment is Battle of Omni, although if you know a bit about BT6, it is coming up pretty soon, so... uh, (laughs) But uh, what what are the strongest yellow decks at the moment, or the strongest decks that use yellow? Okay, so the... The one that stands out above all the rest is the one and only most fabulous card (laughs) ever in the TCG um, is Lord Nightmon. This guy is nuts. Um, (laughs) I don't know what else to say, but the fact that you can have Lord Nightmon essentially swarm the opponent is such a powerful thing and it becomes even more powerful the more allies it has in the battlefield and that's kind of what a yellow lord nightmon deck likes to do is that it likes to put a lot of bodies on your side of the field and then um you just gain more advantage of that um let's see here it says here for all turns 
not just uh, during your turn, but for all turns, for each other Digimon you have in play, this Digimon gets a thousand DP. So you can swing with Lord Nightmon, and depending on how many um, Digimon you have together with Lord Nightmon, um, your opponent might actually be hesitant to try and swing over your Lord Nightmon because it still keeps all of that DP because it has so many allies on the field. And um, I think I'm not that I'm not that well versed in um, TCG lingo, but I, I believe that's called um, playing wide, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, when you play out, when your goal is to have a lot of Digimon, a lot of bodies on board, that would be going wide. And Lord Nightmon definitely wants to go wide mm-hmm. because it um it sort of buffs it up, gives it plus 1,000 for each Digimon that it has in play. And you only really mm-hmm. need two other Digimon. It gets up to 13,000. And then mm-hmm. that's pretty hard for your opponent to get yeah. out. Not a lot of Digimon that will be able to um, yeah. attack that and survive. Exactly. Like you, you can just choose to ignore Lord <laughs> Nightmon and just swing over the yellow player security. That's fine. But Lord Nightmon is just going to come back again. Right. Yeah. And, um, it's just so hard to stop it once it gets going. It is ridiculous, this pink, fabulous night. <laughs> but, um, um, and that when attacking effect can be really <laughs> mm-hmm. devastating because it brings in a yellow level three mm-hmm. or a yellow Digimon card with Warrior. So most often what's going to happen is that your your opponent will bring out their Nightmon, their Lord Nightmon, sorry, swing and then play the level five Nightmon, which is a Warrior mm-hmm. type, so Lord Nightmon mm-hmm. can play it. And then that reduces one of your Digimon by 4,000 DP. So probably re- removing one of your Digimon generally, especially yeah. when you've got things like the Pikmon happening that's getting an extra minus 1,000 or mm-hmm. and they've got a Starmon to follow up on. So it just yeah. like, once they get it's, that Lord Nightmon, it's if you insane. can't remove it really quickly, it becomes a big problem. Yeah, it becomes super oppressive. And, and like the fact is, it says that you may play a yellow level I mean, three Digimon. So that is when you can also consider mm-hmm. if you don't have a Nightmon in your hand, but what if you have a Lusamon or a Pulsemon, then you're still profiting, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it's drop just... Lusamon. Yeah, there's just so much good synergy um, with a Lord Nightmon deck. The, the potential is just so incredible and so oppressive. And um, if you're the person who is receiving it like on the receiving end of it uh you kind of want to pull your hair out but um if you're the one playing it you'd feel like a god i think <laughs> pair it with the um pair your lord knight one make sure you digivolve it over that angelwoman we were talking before that lets you play mm. a level three on attacking as an inheritable and now your lord knight one drops two digimon getting an extra that's 2000 dp right. um, it's probably dropping <laughs> at least right. a lucimon to get an extra recovery or a starmon mm. to just kill something it's just the value is it's, amazing yeah yeah that's and that's what i was saying about how it's so easy to meld these different strategies uh into the same type of deck because on your previous turn you could have you could have digivolved into that angel Mon, so you're slowing down your enemy on their turn they can't really do much because they probably can't swing on your security and then by the time it's your next turn you evolve into lord nightmon you make a swing you summon two maybe three i don't know um digimon into the battlefield and then you just you could just keep profiting you know it's it's fantastic and horrifying and beautiful <laughs> <laughs> so uh, apart from lord nightmon which as we've established very good uh, are there any other powerful decks at the moment that are yellow or uh i guess playing yellow mm-hmm. um something that i didn't really um bring up uh is not so much a yellow deck but you can uh, a yellow card i should say but you can put it in a yellow deck and make a very powerful yellow deck off of it would be uh mastamon that is a purple card and it synergizes well with yellow and what it does is that it allows you to it forces both you and your opponent to sacrifice a card from your security stack but in exchange, you get to summon back um, a level four or lower Digimon from your trash. And that synergizes well with um, the yellow mechanics because 
like we've established earlier, we we do like to put ourselves in like a a range of three cards in our security stack, and and we love working with that. So um, a yellow Mastamon deck is a very good, um, and it's going to get better because I don't know if I'm allowed to discuss like future starter decks and future playsets, but oh, go for it. I try to stick <laughs> with the English just to avoid confusion, but definitely like yeah. if. if... If okay, you're I'll, I'll up a Digimon, you'll know about these. So go for yeah, it. Yeah, I'll I'll keep it um, vague, but basically, <laughs> watch out for for uh, Mastamon because there's going to be some more support coming for Mastamon and Angelmon, and um, definitely watch out for that. Um, another deck which feels underrated now, but you can still use it now, but was so incredibly powerful back then is uh, Yellow Shine Greymon where you can just nuke everything in the field. And as we talked about earlier, we do like to play a lot of tamers in our yellow decks, especially copies of TK and Hikari. So um, you can just use that to just nuke the enemy field right away. Um, It's still really good. I have a friend who plays um, a yellow Shine Greymon deck, and he uses like 12, I'm not even kidding, 12 tamers in that deck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> yes i don't think he has any option cards he's just going for tamers and um he used that against my uh green reflejamon deck and it it still was an incredibly powerful deck to face against even though it's an older it it comes from an older um meta than than the one that we're currently playing right now so um definitely give that a try as well but uh those Yellow also has a lot of amazing uh, budget decks that you can mm. build off of. My favorite one from Battle of Omni is Sakuyamon, actually. I I absolutely love the Sakuyamon um, deck profile that um, I have. And basically, you just want to play the entire evolutionary line of, of Renamon. And then you also want to give yourself some Angel Woman support, the one that does um, minus security attack. And you also want to add in at least a couple of copies of Holy Flame. And basically what you're doing is that you're just preventing your opponent from being able to <laughs> to uh, make a move, um, basically. It's the stalliest yellow deck I've ever played, and it's <laughs> a lot of fun. And it does not break the bank Um you don't even need like Pulsemon or Lusamon, although those are just, you know, that's cherry on the icing at that point. <laughs> yeah, really nice. <laughs> uh, the Sakuyamon is, is a lot of fun. I've got that's my yellow deck I've currently got built. I try to keep it's a deck so built for fun. each color. It is, it really is. It's so fun. Like it's not great. You're probably not gonna win a tournament, but no. gosh, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun to troll people and just tell them no, you can't attack on my security right now. Sorry. <laughs> oh man. And the the reduction of your opponent's um security Digimon as well, I actually quite mm-hmm. like. Like your Digimon don't have mm-hmm. to be strong if your opponent's security Digimon have six thousand and seven thousand less DP. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. And also like another thing that Sakuyamon does is that any Digimon that comes out of the raising area uh from, on your opponent's side of the field, minus three security attack. So if they thought they can, you know, stay safe from yellow's DP depletion mechanics by hiding in the hatching area, Sakuyamon says, well, you can come out now, and guess what? You can't do anything. And that is, that's actually quite strong, because that's a big yes. part of, at, at least in this meta, that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. tend to do is build up in the raising area where it's safe and then only mm-hmm. move out when they're ready. But when you've got the Sakuyamon on the field, you're still delaying them a turn. They have to make yeah. their um, main Digimon vulnerable for that turn. It can't do mm-hmm. anything. It's got to wait. And yeah, that yeah. just feels so nice. So you're like, oh, yeah. you can't hide. Like, yeah, TLDR. <laughs> TLDR, if you want a cheap yellow deck, definitely look into Sakuyamon because that is some legit Holy Priestess vibes and you're going to like it. Very, very nice. And I suppose I I don't want to leave off without mentioning, won't go into it too much, but uh, Yellow also plays a big part in probably the other two big sort of bogeyman decks of the format. (laughs) I know, but Rookie Rush has a big Mm. Yellow 
component the best yes. the quote unquote best version of it has a big yellow component at the moment because as we said uh, Starmon I wanted, to. Is, <laughs> I is wanted a... to avoid that but like I know. you're I... right you're right like it, it exists and and people yeah. should be aware <laughs> yeah and I'm I'm I don't like to I don't want to make people feel bad for playing the decks that they want to do. That's a big part of the show is that you should play the decks that make you happy to play. And if it makes you happy to play Rookie Rush, then go for it. I'm not going to say that you shouldn't, but just yes. keep it. I guess the one thing I'll always say as well is keep in mind that you've got to play this game with another person. <laughs> yes, if you're playing a deck sure. that is going to really irritate the other person, keep in mind they don't have to play with you necessarily. Like, <laughs> yes. yes, but maybe don't bring your really oppressive <laughs> old deck to be just like your Digimon Knight at your house. Like, yeah, maybe leave but, that. One in the box. But also, if you want um, also an equally cheap yellow deck, arguably even cheaper than a Sakuyamon yeah. deck, um, go for Varuduramon actually okay yeah yeah digiburst three all of your opponents digimon get minus four thousand for the turn that is a really powerful um anti-rookie rush type of yellow deck without Mm. needing without needing like aiba takumi or you know what go for aiba takumi (laughs) in the same deck why not just (laughs) keep the rookie rush oppressed (laughs) and also um this set comes with um i for i'm I'm starting to forget what that option card is but it also has to do with um varaduraman um uh purge shine purge shine yeah yeah yeah, that's the one where it's like minus three thousand on everything i believe so like that's one really good way to just clear the board full of little little creatures so um i've tested it out um on a player that did excel with rookie rush um it feels a little bit slow sometimes but uh, it it feels satisfying to just eliminate like three rookies at the same time it's pretty great <laughs> so there you go a lot of really good options for building yellow decks at this point yes for sure for sure can be very strong maybe a little pricey especially if people keep mm. thinking that yellow is really <laughs> strong because that's obviously going to up the price of the cards um yeah. but you can you can do some budget stuff as well and there mm. are there are ways around it and it will still be pretty good so yeah sakuyamon cherubimon those type of cards yeah. are actually fairly decent even though they're like tier th- tier 2 or tier 3 in in the meta right now so <laughs> Well, hopefully that's given everybody listening at home or in the car, if you're like me and you listen to your podcast in the car, hopefully that's given you a good (laughs) idea of um, yellow and the kinds of things you should think about when you're building your deck, why you might want to build a yellow deck. Uh, I always really like these discussions where we can really get deep on a single color. I think it um, is hopefully really helpful Mm, and also just a lot of fun to really get into the nitty gritty. Absolutely. And it's it's so nice because I've never had like such such an in-depth discussion on a single topic like this um for for the TCG. So this was very therapeutic for me personally <laughs> as well. So I'm so glad I could have it. <laughs> All right. Um is there anything while you're here that you would like to promote to our listeners? Anything that they should check out? Uh, yes, that's that's right. Um, I would like to take this time, I guess, to to do a shameless plug-in and promote my YouTube channel. You can look at uh, you can look for Corey Place. That's K O O R I Place, and um, you'll find a whole bunch of video game content and analytic videos in my channel. It's um, I do a lot of uh, analytic stuff these days but you'll you'll also find some nice pvp videos of digimon story cyber sleuth and um definitely check out my channel um also check out some of my fellow digitubers as well um i want to give a huge shout out to based digimon um the digino uh digijuice lost in translation mon Karn EX and a whole bunch of others that I'm blanking out right now. I'm so sorry, (laughs) but those would be the thing, the, the channels that I want to promote right now um, in this podcast. Yay. 
Definitely. All all good people. Um, I've been starting to branch out into more general Digimon content, not just focused on the card game, just because, you know, you, I guess I've played enough it's of the card a... game and seen enough of the characters yeah. that I'm like, ah, what what is this from? Where does this come from? And so branching it's out. It's such a those. deep franchise yeah. as well. It has uh, such an incredible set of monster designs. And um, by far my favorite thing about it is actually the music. <laughs> so, um, oh, man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. The music that you get out of uh, any season of the Digimon anime um, is is very top notch. It, it slaps. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yes, very 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 good music naturally in um any season. Swiss, obviously the Japanese really really good. But um, mm-hmm. I have to say that as a young young man growing up in the 1990s um <laughs> i will admit that the soundtrack for, to the english version of digimon the movie was pretty formative <laughs> for me and still yeah. a large part of the music that i listened to today yeah, it, it it definitely ha- helped uh shape an entire generation of of fans um yeah <laughs> to, to this day i still associate like bare naked ladies and scar with digimon <laughs> Yes, absolutely. That's right. Uh, alrighty. Um, so, listeners, you've definitely heard enough from us by now. We would now like to hear from you. So, Corey, is there any question that you might have for our listeners? We like to do a listener question of the week. Uh, did you have mm. one? Yes, yes. Um, I would like to segue uh, into into uh, the topic of Digimon music. Um, if you are a Digimon fan and if you've grown up with Digimon, what is your favorite Digimon song? Ooh, what? Yeah, what is your favorite Digimon song? That yeah. is a really good question, actually, because there are a few good ones, <laughs> as we said. Yeah, and oh, uh, and another shameless plug and alert in my channel, I have created a top ten uh, best Digimon songs list as well. So, yay! Check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. What? Out of curiosity, if you had to pick your favorite Digimon song, what would you go for? Oh, um, okay. I've always been a sucker for Butterfly and and Braveheart, but recently I am really, really in love with um, My Tomorrow, which is the first uh, ending theme song of season three of the anime. And um, the vocals are fantastic. The music production is fantastic. Um, Other favorites that come to mind would be Break the Chain from the 2020 reboot. Cannot get tired of listening to that song. So I'm I'm very curious as to what our listeners like to uh, listen from the Digimon pantheon of songs. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to hearing what our listeners have to say about that. Yeah, if, for sure. If only because it's going to give me more songs to add to my driving playlist. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Always looking for that. Alrighty. Thank you so much. And listeners, if after that you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, then you can always tweet at me at Connor EFMG. Join our Facebook group, Memory Gauge Podcast. You can email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com. Or, I always leave one out when I have to do it off the cuff, join our Discord. That's <laughs> the one that's very recent, but it's definitely growing really, really quickly. Very pleased with how it's going. It's a great place to talk to like-minded people about the Digimon card game and find a game on webcam if you're looking for one. Uh, people, all, look, the looking for games chat always seems to be, um, there always seems to be somebody looking to play. So really great, great place. Links to all that obviously will be in the show notes thank you so much for listening thank you Corey, for being here I'm, and thank you i was so happy to be here this was great <laughs> thank you thank you Alrighty, this is the memory gauge logging out mm-hmm.